Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by China. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. Xinian Kuaile, and a very happy Year of the Ox to all of our listeners. Despite the festive holidays, the world of business never seems to rest, so we bring you news of President Xi's conversation with President Biden, China's latest attempt to fight plastic pollution, and even a story about flying cars. In Chinese mythology, the ox came in second in the great race among the animals, but uh, here we always strive to be first with the news. Here's everything you need to know about China and the world of business this week. Chinese President Xi Jinping spoke with U.S. President Joe Biden on Thursday in their first phone call since the latter took office. Both leaders extended greetings to the other for the lunisolar new year and discussed a wide range of issues from bilateral economic ties to the COVID-19 pandemic and climate change, according to China's state broadcaster CCTV. The call, of course, came amid high tensions between the two countries and is seen as a signal of starting to reshape bilateral relations after four years of drastic deterioration. The British Broadcasting Corporation's World News was taken off the air in China following the UK's removal of Chinese state-backed broadcaster CGTN's license last week, Bloomberg reported. BBC reports on China violated regulations that news bulletins be, quote, truthful and fair, unquote, China's National Radio and Television Administration said in a statement early Friday in Beijing. A BBC spokesperson responded in an email saying, quote, we are disappointed that the Chinese authorities have decided to take this course of action, end quote. CGTN also lost permission to broadcast in Germany because of the removal of its UK license, while Hong Kong's public broadcaster RTHK said in a statement it would suspend the rebroadcasting of BBC World Service and BBC News Weekly, citing the decision by China's National Radio and Television Administration as the reason for its move. Chinese material manufacturers plan to dramatically increase their output of biodegradable plastics made from plants in response to China's ban against disposable plastic bags, according to Nikkei Asia. 
China BBCA Group aims to build up its capacity to produce the plastic, called PLA, to a level that far outstrips current global demand. We want to show our answer to white pollution, said BBCA President Li Rongjie, using the term coined for waste plastics. The group plans to reach the capacity to produce 700,000 tons of PLA annually by 2023. China's railway passenger traffic plunged almost 70% during the 15 days before the Lunar New Year as authorities urged people to celebrate in place and avoid unnecessary travel to limit the spread of the coronavirus. Normally, the annual Spring Festival starts with a massive travel rush as hundreds of millions of people travel from big cities to their rural hometowns. But between January 28th and February 11th this year, China's railways transported just 52.33 million passengers, down 68.8% from a year ago. Money-losing premium tea specialist Nayuki Holdings Limited has filed a list in Hong Kong, a move away from earlier plans to float shares in New York, as it races to beat larger rival Hay Tea to market. The two rivals are the largest players in a booming market for premium teas favored by younger Chinese consumers. Nayuki didn't disclose a fundraising target in its prospectus filed to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange late on Thursday last week. And finally, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a Volkswagen feasibility study into flying cars. The German car company is exploring the idea of flying vehicles in China amid calls for the country to formulate standards and regulations for urban air transportation. The auto giant said in a statement that the concept of vertical mobility could be the next step after autonomous driving and that it is exploring the possibility of making the concept a reality in China, according to Reuters. Let's turn now to Caixin Global podcast producer and co-producer of this show, Nandini Venkata, who has details on a story she's been following this week. Hey, Nandini, welcome back. Hey, Kaiser. Great to be here. So, Nandini, last time you were on, you told us about a scandal at an elderly care facility. And today, I understand you have another story of yet more scandal, this time at a men's health hospital. Yeah, so... This story is all about a private health clinic called Oya Men's Health Hospital. And it offers treatment for um, all sorts of male health issues, um, such as sexually transmitted diseases and infertility. And this 200-bed facility was established about six years ago in a city called Yinchuan, and that's the capital city of China's northwestern Ningxia province. Ningxia Hui Autonomous Region, yep. And I guess from the outside, this clinic seems pretty ordinary. Um, you know, it has a marble lobby, it has stuff in white uniforms, everything seems pretty, um, pretty standard. But behind this squeaky clean image is something pretty sinister. According to court records and media reports, the Oya Clinic actually has been committing some really outrageous health fraud and had been doing so for as much as four years. Okay, let's dig a bit deeper into the scandal. Uh, what exactly has happened? 
Well, this is really a bizarre and shocking story. And a lot of it um, stems from a report by China Comment. That's a magazine affiliated with the state-run Xinhua News Agency. So according to this report, the hospital had a so-called internet department, which issued false online advertisements. And it also used search engine optimization to ensure more people saw these advertisements. Well, that sounds pretty normal so far, though not unproblematic, as we might remember from the 2016 controversy uh, over a cancer therapy that was advertised on Baidu. But that's just the start of things. Things get weirder and weirder the more you learn about it. So according to the report, department staff were also posing as medical workers and they would um, engage in online conversations with prospective customers. These conversations were pretty well scripted, apparently, and well rehearsed. And the aim of the staff would be to suss out the health complaints, the identities and incomes of the potential customers before then, you know, attempting to invite them and encourage them to seek treatment at this particular clinic. So when the patients would eventually turn up at the clinic for a medical appointment, they would then be greeted by staff who once again were presenting themselves as doctors and nurses. But apparently what you were seeing wasn't what you were getting. A subsequent investigation actually reveals that 42 out of 77 such personnel were not listed in an official database for qualified medical workers. Yipes. What's more, most of those who did appear were registered to other hospitals. Ooh, that is bad. And this is where things turn even more shady. In these medical consultations, the clinical workers were said to conspire to falsify or even exaggerate patients' conditions. For example, it was reported that there were occasions where nurses hid bits of ripped-up paper into the urine samples of patients. They would then show these urine samples to the patients and say it was proof of extreme inflation of the prostate gland. And for me, what I find most shocking out of all of this is that hospital staff were said to have even blackmailed patients when they were lying on the operating table. So one case that really springs to mind is that there was a man who was meant to undergo surgery for a circumcision. And he was on the operating table when the doctor in charge of the procedure suddenly told him that he had a prostate disorder and varicose veins on his genitals. And the doctor then apparently refused to finish the circumcision procedure until the patient had paid up 9,000 US dollars for extra treatment. That's some seriously shady stuff going on there. Uh, So what eventually happened to the Oya clinic? Well, last summer, the authorities eventually cracked down on Oya. A local court ruled that the clinic had conned around 350 people, uh, caused injury to 69 people, and illegally earned a whopping 100 million yuan. 
At the trial, close to 50 people were convicted of crimes, and that includes fraud, extortion, and deliberate bodily harm. This story, as shocking as it is, is much bigger than just a single clinic. Even though the hospital has had its comeuppance, many are worried about what this could say about other private clinics, which are springing up very rapidly across the country. Indeed, it's very worrying that Oya managed to get away with so much for so long And it seems that what allowed the hospital to get away with this stuff was that it was emboldened by lax regulation and it was also protected by a network of corrupt officials. And it's reported that some local officials were abetting the fraudsters in return for gifts and fancy meals. On top of that, a court later found that Oya had kept some of the victims quiet by threatening them and intimidating them. And I guess as many can imagine, many of the patients who were treated at the clinic were also rather reluctant to speak out about what they had experienced because they simply felt very embarrassed about their health conditions or having fallen victim to these scams. So all in all, the story raises some big questions about how the country should regulate profit-hungry medical care providers. And this is, you know, a huge issue because not only are people in financial danger falling victim to them, but, you know, their health is also at risk. So a really big story to watch out for. Indeed it is. Well, Nandini, great talking to you, and I look forward to having you back again in the guest seat. Thanks, Kaiser. Speak to you soon. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief is produced by Kaiser Guo and Nandini Venkata, with stories from the staff of Caixin Global. Special thanks to Lee Xin and Marcus Ryder of Caixin Global. Thanks to Spring and Autumn for the music. For more on China, be sure to check out the other shows in the Seneca Network on SubChina. And for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to SubChina Access for our daily newsletter. Find us at subchina.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>